Hey everybody, what is going on? It's been a couple weeks, but I hope everyone is doing well, and welcome back yet again to a brand new episode of Sweeten Up Podcast, season number three, episode number 95. I am your host, Jeff Spencer, and thank you so much for taking some time to join me today. I greatly appreciate it, whether you have for multiple seasons, an entire year, or you are today for the first time. Thank you so much for joining us. However, if you are just joining us for the first time, Take a look back at our library of 94 episodes anytime you want, anywhere you listen to your podcasts. As always, if you like what you hear on the podcast today and you want to hear more, please be sure to tell all your friends and subscribe to the show anywhere you get your podcasts so that you never miss a future episode. The podcast is available on all major podcast platforms, and you can find us on Instagram and Facebook. Just search for Sweeten Up Podcast. With that being said, my guest on the podcast today is the great and powerful Andrew Dominic. Andrew Dominic is a popular food journalist hailing from Norwalk, Connecticut. His work can be seen on ctbites.com, Westchester Bites, Westchester Magazine, Hudson Valley Magazine, The Beverage Journal CT, Connecticut Magazine, Fairfield Magazine, and more. When he's not writing, he's owning his bartending skills, exploring restaurants, and practicing martial arts. It was so nice to get to chat with Andrew in person here in Brookfield, Connecticut for this two-part podcast episode. He is one of my favorite food journalists around, always honest, always engaging, and always has the best recommendations. We covered it all, from his upbringings and early days to what he's up to now, his favorite places to eat, the food journalism and writing, and so much more. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, here he is, my friend, and part one of my two-part conversation with the culinary master, Andrew Dominic. Joining me on the podcast today, live here in Brookfield Village in Brookfield, Connecticut, it's the second time we're doing a wonderful in-person interview here in my apartment for Sweeten Up Podcast season number three. And I'm so honored because sitting across from me is a gentleman I've got to know somewhat recently, but I feel like I've known him my whole life. He's a wonderful individual. He's the great and powerful Andrew Dominic, an amazing food journalist and just overall amazing human being. And Andrew, thanks so much for taking the drive up from Norwalk and coming to my apartment and how are you man you look great you're doing great trying to be man it's only probably my fourth time in brookfield and it does feel that way like we've known each other for a long time exactly but we just vibe man i I dig it we totally vibe yeah we have a lot in common we do we talked for quite a little bit before we got going here which i always love to do with my guests because i get to learn a little bit more you know we met at good old days pizza which i usually Feel, I feel like I mention very, very often on the podcast, but it's such a great place. I pretty and it's much, a yeah, I pretty much tell everybody place. about that who I encounter. I, I think that's yeah. one of the best spots in Connecticut, honestly. Yeah, and it serves the purpose that Matt Stanzak really wanted it to stand for, which was a meeting place for people to get together who don't know each other and leave best friends. And that's something that he really envisioned and, and uh, wanted good old days to really be about. So I thought it was so fitting that we met there, and I've met so many great people there that I now call friends, and um, it really is a great place, and it, and it kind of reminds me of the TV show Friends, and I kind of joked because I have a playlist that he plays uh, sometimes at Good Old Days, and I have the Cheers theme song on there because it really is a place where you go there and everyone knows your name. It's, it's awesome. 
I've never listened, but I like I'm usually just like diving into the pizza so much, and I've sauce. <laughs> I usually have sauce on my pants and my shirt by the time I'm done. So no, exactly, exactly. But but that's where we met, and you know, here we are now. And I'm so glad yeah. you come on the show because I definitely wanted to have you on. And of course, uh, one of our good friends, Joe Adonito over at JJ Stacks, he was like, he always was telling me, you got to get, uh, you got to get Andrew on, you got to get him on. And I'm like, of course he's gonna come on. Like he's he's awesome. He's the best. And I felt like, you know, what better time than now? Because the podcast uh, has been off the last couple of weeks and we've been looking for some some nice energy to come in and, and kick Sweet. off uh, episode number four. I promise so. I won't let you down, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 you know, on that note, it's great to see you. Um, you as well. And, and I'm so glad you're here. And, you know, how have you been? What have you been up to lately? And, wow. Um, and not only that, definitely when you're done talking to us about that, you know, bring us from the get, you know, the very beginning. Where are you from and, and what kind of what was your childhood like? Got you covered, man. Um, so lately what I've been up to, um, a lot of Westchester magazine kind of stuff. Um, I was working on three feature stories at one time. One's a full and the other two are co-features. The full is on barbecue. The co-features are on seafood and the other one is on delis. <laughs> yeah that's the trifecta and i was doing something for connecticut magazine on like sort of best of specific categories so we've got like cookies there's an art gallery in there too yeah um, i saw that there was also a pizza place in there there's a few other like kind of hidden gems i wish i could actually reveal who i chose and who i wrote about um i think only one of those people actually sort of knows but uh i'm, I'm gonna keep the rest a secret sounds good Sounds good. <laughs> but you want awesome. the beginning. You, you want yeah, my origin so, story, so to speak. Yeah, so I'm just curious. You know, I always ask my guests, you know, where are you from? What was your childhood like? And, you know, what are some things from when you were growing up that really impacted you to do what you're doing today? Or, or, or is this something new? And, and, you know, let us know. Yeah, so I grew up in Norwalk. Uh, born and raised, I still live in Norwalk Calf to this Pastor day. Calf Pasture Beach, shout out. Calf Pasture Beach. <laughs> I got to see Sono turn over about a hundred different times, which sucks. But Aquarium, also, let's go. Yeah, and <laughs> I remember like Habana and like Amberjacks from years ago. But that's sure. all of that probably predates you even. Maybe, yeah, possibly. But what impacted me a lot was like, so I'm Puerto Rican Italian. Oh, cool. I'm not going to say that food was like you know extra special growing up. Puerto Rican food tends to be a lot of like pasteles and like, you know, fried chicken and oil or like, you know, pork chops and stuff like that. Rice and beans, some really good roast pork. If you've ever had some good pernil, that's the way to go. Pernil is tremendous. I would say like some of that had an influence on me. Um, I wouldn't say anybody in my, on my Italian side, which is my mom's side, like actually knew was like a proficient cook. But I did spend a lot of my summers in Stratford with one of my uncles, and we would go fishing, and he would always grill. And I got into grilling meats and just cooking vegetables on the grill and all of that. And he was probably one of the first people to really take me to like any decent restaurants, because I felt like when I was growing up, there, were, there wasn't really anything in Fairfield County as a whole that was like brag-worthy. You know, there were places that were okay, a lot of mom and pop kind of Italian restaurants and stuff like that. Grew up going to like Polici's in Stamford. That's a really old school spot. And uh, yeah, I, I actually just got into grilling with my uncle and I started to grill a lot and I would cook for my family when I went home. And I watched a lot of Food Network growing up, a lot of Emerald Live, a oh, lot of BAM action. BAM! And I started watching like old episodes of like Lydia Bastianich and like... Um, 
you know, Boy Meets Girl with Bobby Flay, where he was cooking like in his apartment. And I, I just thought that stuff was so cool. And I just kind of would take recipes and make them my own. And, you know, I, I don't consider myself a chef. I'm not trying to be a chef, but I can hold my own. That's awesome. And that's sort of the uh, kind of the intro love story to food. That's so cool. That's so cool. And did you go, did you go to school for journalism or? Well, there's a story there too. So <laughs> I actually wanted to be a police officer. Oh, there you go. And I had dreams of maybe, you know, becoming like an FBI profiler or nice. something along those lines. Sure. So I was a, I was a terrible high school student, by the way. Like, not that I wasn't intelligent and didn't get, like, I would ace tests, but I would never do my homework. And I hear you. And I, I also, I knew, like, I was like, I think I'm just going to go to community college for two years because I wasn't ready to, like, That's just go away to a four-year school or something. Yeah. And I also didn't have the grades to go to a four-year school. <laughs> and my family didn't have the money to, to put me through school. Same. So, you know, I kind of did the normal community college thing. I was a criminal justice student. I, you know, I graduated, I got better grades in college. Um, cause I, you know, it's, you're an adult now and you actually have to like try to succeed. <laughs> and I almost went to Norwalk community college. Yeah. I went to, um, H- um, Hudson Valley and, uh, Bridgeport. And so, oh, okay. Yeah. 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 You, you mean yeah. who's a tonic? I mean, who's tonic? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Who's tonic Valley? My bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's all the Suarez beer that I brought. Yeah. That's yeah. Kind of in- interfering so, with you. Yeah. So Andrew brought, <laughs> Andrew brought some really, a really nice Suarez Pilsner. Palatine uh, that Pils. We, uh, yeah. Palatine Pils that we enjoyed. Just before we started chatting, and it's got me all all Hudson Valley oriented. Yeah, man. So that's but yeah, like, I did Norwalk. I did Norwalk Community College as a criminal justice student, and um, I just kind of worked a bunch of different jobs. Like after I graduated, did everything from supermarket security to customer service at Stu Leonard's to being a gas station attendant. I worked at the Optimum store. I did just a lot of different things while I was taking physical examinations for police departments and, you know, the written tests. Like I, I had a few interviews and there was an interview I had scheduled with Stratford PD. And that morning I woke up, I said, thanks, but no thanks. I pass. Right. I'm good. I don't think this is what I want to do. <laughs> and I just kind of kicked around a little bit and worked up. I still kept working different jobs. And at this time I was training martial arts and I was also teaching a little bit on the side for just like spare money. And, you know, I, it was like the perfect storm of like working at a gym and being unceremoniously let go and was able to, for the first time in my life, like honestly collect unemployment. And I decided instead of sitting at home, like a bum, I was going to go and finish up my degree didn't know what I was going to even go back to school for. Right. I'm, I'm working out with a friend of mine who is a college football player. And he said, why don't you try going back to school for journalism? You were always a really good writer in school, like in English, high school English. And I'm like, was I? Like, you know, <laughs> right. and, but I, I had an interest in sports journalism. And I was like, okay, I'd love to be like the beat writer for like the Yankees or something at, yeah. at some point or like some sports columnist. Watch a lot of like Pardon the Interruption and like Sports Center. Oh, you're a big sports guy. Big sports guy. Oh, like that's I, awesome. Me too. I, I don't broadcast that image, but like I'm I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with sports. Me too. Yeah, I I, I knew that. But Do you play fantasy sports? I don't because I I feel like it's gonna ruin my fandom or my ability to be able to watch the game because I. I have friends that just drive themselves crazy. Shout out to Rob Koch. <laughs> but like, yeah, he drives himself nuts. Shout like, out, Rob. Yeah. 
like he'll just be there like we're, we're trying to like hang out in, in my living room and enjoy the game and he's staring at his phone the whole time about his fantasy points and thinking he's going to lose a bunch of money fantasy baseball is tremendous are you uh, a big baseball guy or not really big baseball guy like big big new york Yankees you might fan. like fantasy baseball it's pretty fun We'll see. We'll see. Maybe I, I'm, so a, if I I'm get a commissioner addicted, in a few leagues. So. so if I get addicted to gambling, then it's, you know, it's, <laughs> that's all on you. Sometimes we do it for fun. We don't even do it for money. <laughs> Sometimes we just do it for fun because it can be a lot, you know? Yeah. But, but so that's that, cool. Wow. Yeah. That's so cool. like that was, that's, that's awesome. what I wanted to do. And I, I ended up checking out a bunch of schools. Like, and at that point I did have the grades to get in just about anywhere. And I did. Nice. I got into several schools. I got into like University of New Haven, Sacred Heart, Fairfield U, everything. Nice. Ended up choosing University of Bridgeport, which private school, not many people are going to pick that over the other ones, but their open house had a lot of active journalists who would be my teachers, including Sam Borden, who's like a pretty big writer at ESPN yeah. now. And he, yeah. was a, he was a New York Times guy yeah. when, when he was my teacher. Yep. And my first class was sports journalism. And I figured, well, if I don't like it, I could just change my major to something else and just finish my degree and do, I'll just do something else. I loved it. I was damn good at sports journalism i would cover like some of the things like on campus or like a local baseball event and nice even like while i was in school i started to write for like the school paper and then i would just i started to cover things locally for like the daily voice and like patch and stuff like that that's and awesome I, so it'd be like dads like playing like at a you know semi-pro baseball game or something like that and you know, I just kind of kept with the journalism courses and I got to the point where I was like, well, they're not really teaching me how to write. I already think I can write, but how do I like actually pursue this as like a job? So I, I asked a lot of questions about th that weren't like in person in class when, when the whole class was there, but like I would, I would go early or I would stay late and I would always ask about invoicing and how do I pitch myself and like all of that. Right. Um, but at the same time, like I, I had a hobby of, I was, I was an older student. I was 25 at that point, 25 to 27. I was, I went back to school for my four year and me and my two buddies, Rob and Damien, we had a blog called food dudes because we found that as we were getting older, we didn't really want to be in a club anymore, but we all liked to go out for a really nice dinner. Yeah. So we would bring our cameras and we would, I've you know, seen that on your Instagram. Yeah. I, it's kind of defunct at this point because oh, okay. I, I, I just don't have time anymore. I like the name. It's it was cool. Like, Food dudes. And a, and a lot of chefs started to read it and hit me up and they'd be like, hey, this is really cool. And I feel like I caught like that beginning of like when when food blogs were like kind of a thing. And that spawned into something else with influencers or whatever. But <laughs> I was sort of one of those like OG like Fairfield County bloggers. And I did most of the writing. So I would just start to get invited to things and I was already working as a journalist before I graduated college. And, you know, the food journalism stuck because I had a few places that reached out to me and they said, hey, would you want to get paid for this? And I was like, fuck, yeah, I want to get paid. Like, I'm, <laughs> I don't know how to make money at this right now. So if, if you want to throw me $50, like that's that seems like, you know, a, a pretty terrible offer. But at least it's a way to start. Start. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's awesome. And you and, you know, at the moment you write for. A lot of different people. I do. Um, it's always hard to explain that to people because they're just like, you know, <laughs> what do you do? And I'm like, well, I kind of freelance, right? More in or a less sense, or, yeah. In like a I, sense. I kind of do a lot of things. Like I think, um, you know, 
Stephanie Webster would call me her editor at CT Bytes at this point. Yeah, shout out to Steph. St- shout out to Steph. We love her here it's because my she recommends a lot of great people to come on the show. So we, you know, we're very appreciative. So. I'm I'm almost sad that her and I couldn't do one together. But <laughs> but also like I someday I, yeah someday it's maybe no there'll be like a cool one. We she's, can do that. She's gonna come on this season. We're we're really looking forward to it. And then uh, and then we'll do it. We'll do a duo with with you and her. You'll love it. Like I'll, make it happen. I'll, I'll get to that part of my story at some point <laughs> soon. But like, yeah. yeah, I do write for a lot of people. So CT Bytes is one. Um, but there's also I've been doing more for Connecticut Magazine lately. I've done some stuff for Fairfield Magazine. I do beverage photography for the Beverage Journal, which is more of like an insider kind of a guide, like trade shows and industry it's news great. with alcohol. Yeah, that's a fun gig because you get to drink basically and just take like a handful of shots and go home. But and then there's uh, what like a what a tough what a tough job. Oh, it sucks. It sucks so bad. You can <laughs> sense my sarcasm. Um, but then there's like you know, obviously in in New York, I used to actually work full time as an editor at Westchester Magazine, who has sister publications of Hudson Valley Magazine and the Valley Table. Right. So I do a lot of magazine feature writing at this point. Um, so it's a lot of like cover features, and sometimes they're nice enough to. Some of them are really long. And they're nice enough to like, you know, actually let me do some of my own photography. It's, it's cool to see, like, to still see in this day and age, like your work in print. That's kind of a dead art, but there's no better feeling than that. Yeah, I can't imagine. It must oh, be super awesome. Cool. Super cool. Doesn't Connecticut Magazine really win every here and then? Yeah, like I, I just finished, uh, I just finished something for them, and I, I usually have a say in some of those best of picks every year. Yeah, which is great. With um, uh friend of the show eric Offgang. yeah you know plus him and james gribben who, who's another talented writer nice um but yeah chefs please don't hit me up about recommending your place <laughs> <laughs> i get a lot of those messages honestly for like best of the gold coast and stuff like that and i'm like well i have <laughs> yeah. nothing to do with that but chances are if i'm at your place like there's a reason why and i'm i'm, I'm doing research like basically all the time all year round just thinking and keeping things in the back of my mind nice you know you do photography as well uh, not you're, bad. You're, you're not bad in that not space. <laughs> you ever met? You ever met Lisa Nichols? I've never met Lisa. I, I've only met Winter, who like I was gushing yeah, over Winter because Cavalton, yeah. she's super talented. I, I want to meet Lisa badly because Lisa she's a has good time. Lisa's great. yeah, like she's photographed a few of my articles in Connecticut Magazine, and I've shouted her out. Like her and I are Facebook friends, but she yeah. lives so far away that yeah. I feel like you know if there's going to be a time when her like and I she's are going to meet, yeah, yeah, like it's probably going to be if she's in Fairfield County and. Yeah. I would love to say hello because I, I'm a fan, honestly. She did the photos for the podcast, so. I'm oh, just, that's cool. Yeah, I'm just uh, the ones of me in the Newtown General Store and everything. And Oh, yeah, I saw, I saw one of those. Yeah, I think I even posted one yeah, earlier in the week. I, yeah. hired, I hired her because I saw what she did for Carlos Perez at the corner. and uh, Those are so good. And I was just like, hey, <laughs> I'm over here. Can you can you come help me? Yeah. like I, And she was great. We hung out all day in Newtown and had a great time. We and then we finished the day at Good Old Days Pizza. We took photos oh, with Matt Stanzak to... and and Clark Newgold and oh, it's super cool. It was a great time. Yeah. Shane, Shane, it was great. I'm 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 a fan. It's like I I'll never pretend to be on that level, but there's always room for growth, and I I yeah. would absolutely pick her brain about it too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We should get you know her her and myself and Chef Vanessa Senna from My Local Chefs, we keep talking about how we have to get over to Hindsight Barbecue. Oh my God, that was we one we haven't of the, been yet. It's one of the best places that I covered. Not to get off subject. No, no, see, like I, I feel like we're going to talk about restaurants at some point. Yeah, maybe now is the time. But I, I yeah, maybe it is. <laughs> that was honestly one of the best places that I covered last year and 
you know, there's always the great barbecue debate. Who's better? Like whatever. And like, I, I think of barbecue the same way I think of pizza. It's what you're in the mood for. Mm. Right. And barbecue also has styles. So like, right. You know, I, I love the guys at Hoodoo Brown and I think they do Texas barbecue better than any you'll find in this area. Right. And people drive for miles and like hundreds of miles to go to Hoodoo Brown. I wouldn't call hindsight even a comparison. It's different. It's, you know, Jeff is like a no rules. And ha- Jeff and Heather, right? Yeah. It's a no rules barbecue guy. He, he's not married to a style. And it was also just, in addition to being really, really tasty, it was some of the most beautiful barbecue that I've seen in terms of like colors and plating and presentation. Mm. But he's a restaurant guy. So he okay. knows. Like, so <laughs> I he, always wondered. I'm always looking at these dishes like, whoa, there's his, colors here. His family owns At The Corner. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he, he knows like what he's doing. Okay. You know? and, uh, that makes that makes. A lot more sense. He's a fantastic <laughs> conversation as well, so you should you should think about having him on the podcast. All oh. barbecue, all barbecue guys are good. On, oh, on, I would love to at that. Like um, Cody and Chris at Hoodoo were like. I plan on reaching out. So yeah, and Tyler yeah. and like those guys, you know, with the homemade sausages Tyler at Hodge, Hoodoo Brown. Right? Yeah, like yep. he, like I'm such a fan of those guys, and they've been yep. so cool to me ever since I started kind of you know really hitting the pavement with food writing. I do though have to shout out. Um, my personal favorite barbecue, Wire Mill and Redding. You know what's crazy? You're going to hate me, and I, I feel like such an idiot for even saying it. I've never been there. That's and okay. everybody tells me to go. We should, we'll go. I want to try their their. Uh, it's halfway between you and me. We can meet there. I'm, I'm so down. Yeah. I'm, you never have to twist my arm about um, barbecue. Bartender Matt, great guy. Huh. The owner, tremendous guy. In fact, I used to run into the owner um, in Georgetown, that little area in Redding. Yeah at uh, a few stores over there and anytime i would i literally i literally would get down and bow to him (laughs) and he would laugh so hard it was so funny it was just this ritual i would always do because i thought he was just like the king yeah uh, that comes up in conversation a lot and everybody talks about their hot chicken yeah nashville hot oh yeah Um, I've never had like a really good hot chicken there um, anywhere actually around here. I get I get some sort of barbecue disaster mess and make a you know <laughs> make a mess out of my face and everything. But meat it's sweats so good. coma afterwards. Oh, meat sweat. Oh, total meat sweats coma. The whole it's thing. The only way to do it, man. But it's so good, and I and it, and it's so I don't know. The atmosphere there is just so great, and it's very just cozy, and I I really like it. Mm. I really really like it. So I always I always shout them out. I always give them a little. I'm coming for them soon. A little plug. I'm coming for them soon. <laughs> Got to do yeah, it. Yeah, we'll come. Yeah, yeah we'll I'm do down. it. It's been a while since I've been, so totally. We Sweet. should totally do it. <laughs> All in. That's great. That's great. So you know, with everything that you're doing with reviewing restaurants, do you have, do you have a few highlights? You know, a few places that because I know Ooh, yeah. I, I read a little bit about you before we got going, and I know that one place that you really like is the Cottage in Westport, and it's actually a place that I've been interested to go and take my girlfriend on like a, you know, on a date night and everything like that, because I feel like it's that type of place. It's perfect um, for that. Yeah. So what can you say about that? And what can you say about some other places that, you know, you've really been enjoying in Connecticut? Well, funny enough, I, I just got finished covering the cottage in Greenwich. Brian just, Brian Lewis just opened a second version of it. That's slightly different from the Westport one menus, a little different, more kitchen capabilities. Um, but it's, it's kind of a, he doesn't like the word fusion, and I agree with him. I hate that word. <laughs> but it is sort of this mashup of like French and Asian and, you know, American. And he'll just kind of do whatever. Some Italian in there. He makes homemade pasta. 
that's sort of how Oko got its start, too, is he was kind of screwing around with Japanese food at the cottage, and all of a sudden, he's, he opens up Oko with, like, the okonomiyaki, the, uh, you know, the savory pancake with the egg and the pork and all that. Yeah. And, you know, all the hand rolls and stuff. Like, oh. But, yeah, the cottage <laughs> is a great spot, and, um, you know, the Greenwich one, like, like I said, it looks completely different. It looks like it's like Cape Cod beach vibes in there. Very yeah. chill. Kitchen's bigger. Bar's bigger. I think they're going to do well in that market. And, um, Damn. you know, while we're on Greenwich, like I, I feel like I've been covering a lot of Greenwich lately, um, which sort of makes me feel bad and good at the same time. Like I'm <laughs> glad restaurants are opening. Right. But like I, I, I kind of like I enjoy covering like the smaller spots, the hole in the walls, like, you know, really small businesses not like some guy that has a hundred million dollars and he wakes up one day and goes you know what i'm just gonna open a restaurant because i feel like it right but there is a spot in, in in greenwich that i go to time and time again you know if it's not on the avenue and i'm usually on the avenue i'm going to grig street pizza that's okay. like just off the avenue i think those guys are making some of the best pizza in connecticut right now sourdough and you know just homemade everything making their own cheese it looks like Pizzeria Bedia in Philadelphia, which is like one of the best in the United States. They give it that fresh cheese finish. Just a picture perfect pizza every time. Damn. And I can't even be in Greenwich without going there and getting a pie. Wow. And, but just a little bit off from, you know, the avenue, the busy avenue. You got to go to Byram and go check out my guy, Jared Falco at Rosina's. And you and I were talking, we talked about that a little bit. I've seen you there a lot, so I had to ask. I just can't, I can't stay away, man. Like, you know, their pasta program there is unlike anything that we've got in Fairfield County. Homemade everything. Jared's doing like this egg yolk ravioli that's just, I think it's one of the best dishes that I've had all year. Egg, are you serious? The egg that he's using is, he told me it's from a European chicken. It's practically, it's like bright orange. And, you know, he's got like, he puts a little truffle in there, a little ricotta cheese, you know, and he's shaving like the cured, salt cured egg yolk on top of the dish too. Just beautiful stuff. And just in general, like even his pizzas are good. His cocktails with Juwan Meyer, the uh, bar guy, man, he's, they're just as a whole. I literally, I literally teared up a little bit when I you were like talking that. about that. I like that. You were talking about the the ravio. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! I started like I got so happy. I started crying. I was crying the other night when I was eating it. <laughs> what's it? What's it like? I mean, it's it's a lot of umami going on. Jared likes his truffles, but it's not so much that it like overpowers anything. It's just like what you want, man. Pasta is super delicate it's got mm. a little bit of that that chew that you need in there yeah that's like i i don't think i can go there and not have that dish i think that's becoming one of his signatures there that's so cool yeah and i love the beard game going on oh yeah man. rosina's yeah he's got a beautiful beard jared's like, easy look, top looks like a goat but he's a, he's a, he's a great guy i love that's him. awesome and he's like you know what you know what you know what about me i've never been to greenwich Oh, you're, I mean, I wouldn't say that you're like and, missing anything. And you know but... what's weird? I worked in Armagh for six years. Oh wow! <laughs> but back then, I, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't know what I know now. You know, I didn't know what I know now. Yeah, I wasn't I mean, as, I wasn't as into food and into, you know, I didn't have the podcast, so I wasn't like as curious about 
certain things as I am now. And mm-hmm. and now it's like, man, I, I got to get out there, I guess. You cause... almost feel like you could go out to eat every single night, especially in Fairfield County. There's so oh, much. Yeah. We have so oh, much forget here. forget it. Oh, yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. You it's know, unbelievable. Especially when I lived in Newtown, there was a restaurant popping up almost every day, and they were all incredible. Mm. And... It was just like, where do you go? Like, where, yeah. where, where do we go tonight? It was, it was a hard time choosing because there were so many great places. Yeah, no, the, I mean, there's more and more of that now. I mean, I, I've also got to shout out Bill Taby, whose restaurants are always fantastic. Like, about to open a Kawani in Denver. Yeah, I knew about that for a little bit, but I, I couldn't say anything. I was like, I was like, oh, I Ka- did, I did just reopened in Westport. I did too, too somewhat. What Kawani just reopened in Westport with the bigger yeah. dining room, bigger bar, everything. Yep. That's I swear that place is. I saw Shane was uh, from Good Old Days was there uh, yeah. recently. A lot of industry support over there with Kawani. I, I yep. love that place, man. The karage chicken and like yeah. some of like the, like the spam bow and all that. Like yeah, just ridiculous food. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and uh, friend of the show, Chef Adam Greenberg, when he had Coconut Club in D.C., they were doing spam uh, uh, yeah. dishes and stuff like I'm that. I'm mad I never got to go out to D.C. to check that place out, man. Oh, me too. Yeah, totally. Me too. And, and, you know, COVID, unfortunately, with the things that happened there, just ruined everything. I'm surprised you know? more places didn't close, honestly. Me too. Me too. I was surprised. Very surprised. Yeah. But I, glad I at worried. the same time. Yeah. Oh, it was a crazy time. Yeah. It was a crazy time. Food for behind the lines yeah. was formed. And what a great time. You know, what a great time for something like that to come along. And Yeah. I mean, uh, it was one of those times where, like, I, I felt honestly helpless. I didn't know like how I could help and but the answer was pretty simple. It ended up just being like I could just keep doing my job. So I just kept going in, like kept my distance from people because at the beginning we didn't know what was going on, right? Takeout, baby. Yeah, I, I I did a lot of takeout with friends to help support. Yep. But I just felt like, you know, there there were still stories to be covered. There were oh, still Oh yeah. P- places were changing gears and they were reinventing themselves or popping up or whatever. And I was like got to cover all of that stuff like yeah. there's no better way to help than to publicize it yeah especially if it's something cool like donuts were big pizza was big so yeah. takeouts takeouts never been bigger it's true <laughs> it's never, been, never bigger. been bigger never been bigger and and eating outdoors yeah that was crazy when when every single place was just like <laughs> making an outdoor area like it was just and now we've got all these outdoor areas and it's great i think that's one of the positives that come out of it right yeah besides a test okay like let's but yeah. there are some positives right like i yeah. think the outdoor dining definitely a positive like some cities have completely changed zoning Ordinance, and all of yeah. that just yep. so places could have the outdoor seating it yep. should have always been a thing yeah and like to go alcohol like and food trucks too food trucks yeah. that's another thing i didn't realize there's a lot of towns that have all these crazy rules and regulations on food trucks yeah you basically can't go anywhere unless you have a permit like it's you have to have and, a permit and for now everything. They, yeah, now they've they've you know they're they're you know opening up. I mean, even here in Brookfield, I heard that um, it's really hard to get a permit, which I thought was interesting. Huh. So you you would think they'd know. want more of that, but yeah, who knows, man? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but it, you never know. The pop ups are still continuing though, right? Like, yeah. I just covered uh, Carla Sorrentino, who's doing like small batch. I don't even want to call it small batch. It's like micro batch ice, ice cream. cream. I actually have to pick up a, a pint from her tomorrow. Um, I'm so jealous. But she's doing like these wild Asian flavors. And doing a collaboration with Good Old Days. I, I know. I, <laughs> I, I, oh man, if, if I'm not busy next week, I think I might, I might speed up and check that out. Let's do it. Maybe I will. I'll meet you. Yeah, I'll see what's up. All right. <laughs> <laughs> 
Where everybody knows your name. Never have to tell. Oh, man. I, I think about good old days probably every single day. I know. Me too. It's bad. And I mention it all. The, I mean, bad in a good way. And I mention it all the time. And um, I always like do, having fun with the memes on Instagram and everything. The, Dude, I almost stopped there before so. I came over here tonight. I was like, yeah. I was thinking about it. I was like, should I get a French onion with bacon <laughs> just to keep it in my car and eat it when I go home? Oh, man. I feel like we should just end this. <laughs> Is there time? <laughs> yeah, no, right. It, no, it's, it's we can't nine make o'clock. it. It's nine ah, o'clock. Man. It's too late. It's too bad. But but no, it, it's a great place and so many great places. Is, you know, is there anywhere else that you really is, is there like an OG that you can think of or like a diner? Like, I mean, you know what? It's I feel like when I when I'm in Norwalk, like I think people think that I'm eating at like all these crazy places all the time. It's not true. Like I I go to like the most under-the-radar spots when I'm home. I love those. All right, you know? tell me some under-the-radars. Letizia's Pizza. I post about those guys all the time. Like, I've done, like, their website photos and stuff like that. I've been going there since I was a kid, so it's nostalgic, like, thin-crust, greasy Italian pizza, and I love it. Like, I, just, I can't stop eating it. And, you know, not too far away from there is, like, you know, if you go straight down, like, Main Ave, Valencia Lancheria. Like, I... I'm all about the empanadas and the arepas and, you know, the breakfast typico in the morning. Dude, arepas. I love those. Oh, yeah. I, I go to Valencia so often. And then there's like, Norwalk's got a lot of culture. So there's also a Colombian spot. It's called Antoyos. It's Colombian fast food, man. And like, there's no better cheat day guilty pleasure than <laughs> like that place with the giant hot dogs with like wow. the, all the different sauces that it's kind of like the sweet, salty, creamy, like hot dog with like the potato chips like crushed all over it and oh know, my god all that stuff is phenomenal wow that's the stuff that i eat when I'm just thank you so much for listening to part one of a two-part podcast episode with food journalist extraordinaire mr andrew dominic be sure to tune in next week for part two and a continuation from where we left off yet again another episode of sweeten up is in the books thank you so much for listening Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. We would greatly appreciate your feedback and support. Thank you as always to my best friends, the guys who make it all possible, post-production and music, Morgan Lutze, production and art director, Kurt Vinci, editor and writer, Nick Passacretta, and a special thanks as always to Devin Sapelli. As I said at the top, stay tuned next week for part two of my conversation with my dear friend, Andrew Dominic. But until then, you know the deal. Stay safe, stay healthy. Love you all. Peace.